Hey, hey. Alan, what's Kirk, up? Kirk, not much. Just hanging out. Still riding the high from that last episode. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. Yeah, hope thank you, you learned. Kyle. Hope thank you, you for the beer. Us. Yeah. Thank you for the Japanese lager yeah, that I'm he... currently drinking. I guess I'm going to jump right into that. Yeah, you should. That. I'm still, still working on that greater, great notion, notion light. But, but at what, some point I was during say, what do you have next? I'll be opening up a Wiley Roots uh, it's from their lounge music series, Havana Nights. It is a sour ale with strawberry, lime, and mint. It's supposed to be a strawberry mojito situation. Good, yeah. I'm excited about it. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's so, that. so because we did uh, a guest last week, and he picked it was dealer's choice. Uh, yeah, he picked, uh, so we're just gonna do a fun mutual. Yep, and which means the next time we record, you're also getting another mutual and a listener pick. So. Oh, I forget about that. That's yeah, right. We haven't done one of those in a while. Oh no, God! And I've got the perfect album. Sweet. Okay. That was sent to us. So um yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so we're going to it's a, it's fun to do some mutuals every once in a while. The mutuals are fun cuz of course it's just like it's just gushing. It's just learning about the band and then talking about them and Yeah, talk, le- learning yeah. about a band that we're already familiar with yes. and just going for exactly. it. Exactly. So um yeah, so what are we doing, Kirk? <laughs> uh first of all, you need to know that I brought this to Kirk thinking that I was the weirdo who was familiar with it. And he was like, oh, I fucking love, love this, this album. Yes. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're saving it. Which happens every once in a while. Where every once in a while. Where it's like, oh, there's no way. Like, I'll give you I'll give you an album where I'm like, there's no way, Alan. And I'm like, shut up, you asshole. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, like when I was like, hey, uh, I'm going to make you listen to The Bravery. And you were like, oh, I completely forgot about The Bravery, but I love, love that them. album. Yes. So that'll be a mutual at some point, too. Yep. Spoilers. Um, anyway, from 1993, <laughs> what are we talking about, Kirk? God shuffled his feet. By Crash, Crash Test, test dummies. dummies. We have definitely heard definitely this. Definitely heard this. Hey man, there's this band I love, and I know you love them too. But you're just shaking your head like you haven't got a clue. But what are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea. Start a podcast and talk about it while sipping on a beer. You've never heard this. You've never heard this. You've never heard this. You've never heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Man, and what a follow-up to last week's album, right? Uh, but they're both Canadians, so... That kind of worked out. Kind of worked yeah. out. Um, Winnipeg. Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, Canadian rock band featuring Brad Roberts on vocals and guitar. He's the <laughs> primary songwriter. He's got that distinctive bass baritone yes, voice. Yes, he does. Uh, so members of the band have fluctuated, but uh, their best-known lineup was Brad Roberts, Ellen Reed on vocals and keys, uh, Brad's brother Dan, which yes. I did not know. On, I didn't know that either, yeah. On the bass, yep. uh, Benjamin Darville, on harmonica and mandolin and Mitch Dorge on drums and percussion. Um, God Shuffled His Feet was their second album yeah, which re- released on October 26, 93. I never listened... I, I, d- I have... This is the only album yeah, I've I heard say, by them, like, honestly. 
when I started looking, I was like, no, I've listened to more. And I was like, no, oh, I no. haven't. Yeah. Nope. Um, the cover art uh, superimposes the band's faces <laughs> over figures in Titian's painting Bacchus and Ariadne. Uh, it sold 8 million copies worldwide. It was big. It was big, it was yes. Big. Uh, produced by the band and Jerry Harrison. Harrison. So Jerry Harrison was a guitarist for The Talking Heads. Yep. And he has produced albums for Live, The Verve Pipe. And... I, think he did, I think he did every live album from yeah. what I could see. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he also did uh, work for Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Yeah. And so, OAR. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is uh, quite the album. It is definitely underrated it is definitely somehow simultaneously a product of its time but holds up okay i'm going to wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said because when you first brought this to me um it had probably been some time Mm -hmm. uh since i had listened to it and i totally thought i was gonna go back to it and and this was quite a while ago actually because mm-hmm. now I've been it's been on re- you know not repeat but because yeah, I think I brought this to you twice the first time I was like yeah Kirk doesn't know yes. this and then and, it gave, like, yeah. and then I forgot oh we we do that quite often <laughs> where it's like oh that's right but I went back and I was like I need to listen to that and the more I've listened to it like you said is it holds like it I almost want to say like it's better than I remember. It's, you know, and, and this is the thing we say it a million times I love about the podcast is getting to deep dive and yes. analyze and research yes. is such a strange album. It is. But there are recurring themes yes. in it that are universal, if you ask me. Um, it's just such a strange, like, if it, ha- I'll, I'll probably mention it again at some point, but if it hadn't come out when it did, and if it wasn't made by Canadians, it would be such a strange album and not as well-received. And I think really what it comes down to is mostly his voice. Yes. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand, like, if all you know is, mm-mm-mm-mm, which most people do, it's like, oh, he's so, he talk, he like he sings funny, <laughs> you know, but it's like, no, like when I get oh anyway, let's 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 get into it. Yes. Oh. Let's let's do it. Track number one is the title track, God Shuffled His Feet. Or titular. <laughs> <laughs> The people 
Something we've talked ad nauseum on this podcast is how when you uh, visit an album you love critically, it can change your perspective. Yeah. Like, I think of Filter, where I kind of liked it a little less after that. This album, I'm going to say right away, I liked more um, Brad's lyrics cuz he's this he's the singular songwriter on this whole, whole album. Yeah. His lyrics are odd. They're odd, yes. Odd. They're not bad. Uh there's a couple times where I don't know, a little cringy, but <laughs> yes, we'll get to one song in particular where I'm like, oh, but, "Come on, dude. Come on, dude." But <laughs> I think he's very very creative. Yes, and um, I, I, he's really good at painting images. Yes, um, very philosophical. Yes, and like like this song. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's simply it's a song about you know God created the earth and then had a picnic and everyone's just hanging out asking him questions. Yeah, like, and, what, and what and a concept! And he doesn't answer them. He <laughs> yeah. he shuffles his feet and yes. glances around. <laughs> And then just comes up with this weird parable about a boy with blue yes, hair. Yes, he and does. so the the third verse says someone asked him, I beg your pardon. I'm not quite clear about what you just spoke. Was that a parable or a very <laughs> subtle, subtle joke? joke? Yes. And then God shuffled, shuffled his, his feet, feet and glanced <laughs> around. Glanced around. Yes. It's so good. I love it. Um, so uh, somebody on Genius said sort of a rumination on how silly, circuitous, and eventually profound the New Testament can be when taken with a grain of salt and an ounce of good nature. Okay. All right. I can see that. So what I didn't know about this album was that it's it's XTC inspired. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't see yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Brad Roberts is very inspired by XTC. I love um, XTC. So Okay. Uh, it's uh, the title track tips to the unlikely parables that would follow on that lead single, which was mm, 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 yes, mm. yes. But instead of comparing and contrasting a set of strange heroes, it bookends the blue-haired boy with a creationist god in the messianic mode. It's a playful but thoughtful take on the devotional condition and the awkward relationship between the faithful and the faith. Oh, 
wow, okay. Good, good shit right I there. I didn't see that. All right. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So good. And I, all right, going into track number two, I will say right off the bat, if I were picking the playlist, this would be the playlist pick. I'm just going to say it right out, the, right out of the gate. I mean, it's a good one. We got some uh, T.S. Eliot references A weird here. ass music video, if you haven't seen it. Oh, I love their music videos. It's so funny. Uh-huh. It's so funny. Because we've talked about on... Which episode was it where I think it was maybe I brought it was the Peter Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ballad uh, of Peter Pumpkinhead. Yeah. That was on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Yes, exactly. I love that song. Along with track. Because it was three. a cover. So maybe it was a cover. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was an yeah. XTC song. That's, oh my God, I didn't think of that. You're right. It yep. is an XTC song. Sure is. Oh, yeah. But let's go to track number two. Yes. Fucking love this song. It Afternoons is. and Coffee Spoon. What the hell's a coffee spoon? A spoon for your coffee. Turn it back up real quick. Got to get to that meaty part. That isn't... Oh, and then this harmonica solo. I just want to listen to the whole song. Right? All right. You can, you can turn it down. So that's an allusion to T.S. Eliot's famous yes. poem, The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock, where the titular narrator laments that he has, quote, known the evenings, mornings, afternoons. I have measured out my life with coffee spoons. Mine yes. refers to Prufrock's overwhelming fear that he has not lived life to its fullest. Doling out his existence in only the smallest increments, a clear concern of this song as well. I have no business loving this song as much as I do. I don't know. Like, it's, again, I think the lyrics are pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, and this song is the first of many, many hypochondriac moments on the album. Dude is so worried about his body. Yes, he is. Holy crap. And actually, this next song, uh, I mean... And I think knowing this, the next song as well as I do, which the next song is mm, 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 the big one. 
Um, I could have kind of assumed maybe that some of these were based on his own experiences, but sure. in research, yes, they are about his own like anxiety with himself and his body, and yeah, right. So, and I can't even imagine the dude's concerns with his body. He got in a pretty serious car accident yes. in like uh-huh. the early 2000s, I believe. And so, man, that must have just like hit an all-time high, his God. concerns. So, yeah. Well, the next one is, like I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. Let's do it. <laughs> I do. I still love this song. That's so good. This kid who got into an accident and couldn't come to school, but when he finally came back, his hair had turned from black into bright white. He said that it was from when the cousin smashed his soul. straightforward if you put it in the context of his own life yeah well and uh, i was just reading that a lot of the lyrics were based on his yes. own life experiences uh-huh. yep. so he was in many a few serious car crashes as a child he's got a birthmark at the base of his spine which uh-huh. made him bullying targets uh, he knew a girl who went to a pentecostal church um so i love that um I was reading under the retrospective reception part of the Wikipedia page for this song. Uh-huh. Uh, although highly successful when it was released, has since been frequently included on lists of bad songs. Oh. Song was number 15 on VH1's 50 Most Awesomely Bad Songs Ever, so fuck VH1. Named by Rolling Stone as the 15th most annoying song, so fuck what? them too. And ranked at number 31 on Blender's list of the 50 worst songs ever, so fuck Blender. Uh, Huffington Post, uh, huh. Canada, ranked this song at number 29 on its list of 50 worst Canadian songs ever, so wow. Huffington Post Canada is officially traitors to the country of Canada. Contrasting VH1 named... Mm-mm-mm-mm, as the 31st greatest one-hit wonder of the 90s in 2011, which is weird because they also said it was one of the most awesomely bad songs. Oh, ever. my God. Jesus. I love this. In a 1994 essay in which he makes the case that modern life is better than the li- than life in the past, humorist P.J. O'Rourke, first of all, he's a humorist, so take this with a grain of salt. Okay. He writes, even the bad things are better than they used to be. Bad music, for instance, has gotten much briefer. 
Wagner's ring cycle takes four days to perform, while mm 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 by the crash test dummies lasts a little more than three minutes. Oh my god. That's great. So, uh, this song was my first exposure to the band, of course, yes. Uh, yes. but uh, as a child, watching Dumb and Dumber, which I should not have been watching as a child. Probably but, not. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Harry and Lloyd argue and they finally split and go their separate yes. ways, and this is the song that's yes. playing during that scene, which cracks uh-huh. me up. Um, but the thing that I love about the song is it's got a very haunting chord progression. It really does. Like it's a, it's a, I say pretty. Like I don't know. It's a. It it sounds good. I mean, mm-hmm. is it just because the chorus is mm, like? Is that what makes it annoying? Probably. And I was trying to find out the story behind that, if it was just a placeholder. I can't find anything about why it's called that, why that's the chorus, and I'm just chalking it up to uh, Brad Roberts being a little eccentric. Oh, he, I mean, he has to be eccentric, like a weirdo. Yep. Which is totally cool with me. I mean, I don't know. Again, I love some of his lyrics. I just, fun, weird bizarre and then there's some that are gross which we'll talk about in track number five but uh before that we gotta oh oh oh, track number five is uh, before that we have to talk about track number four uh which is called in the days of the caveman again just sorry i this song here is just one of those where it's like what if or like what you know Mm -hmm. he's very creative i think when you go on cabin trips you're stuck right out in Like a primate Using chopping tools Instead of hot plates Think about all the insects. Apes, monkeys. I mean, I'll give it to you that he sings strange. Mm-hmm. But that I don't know. To me, that's <clears throat> he. He enunciates his R's more than a lot of people. Sure. It's there's a specific line in the next song that makes me laugh because of the R's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, th- we keep talking about the next song. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll yeah, get we there. will. Uh, but again, it's like when you listen to an album. Again, I listen. So the next song, we're still talking. But like as a kid, like I, so I got to this. I think actually, I think Nathan bought this album. Okay. Uh, right. But I, I'm, I know for sure we saw the video. 
somewhere and was like, yeah. oh, that's whatever. That's, we like that. You know, the weird like school play. Yes, yeah. the play. Yeah. And got, I think, I'm pretty sure Nathan got the album and we, I mean, I know I fell in love with it. I'm sure he did too. And, but it's like swimming in your ocean, the next one. I never really picked Paid it attention. apart. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, for sure. But now as an adult, it's like, ooh, huh. So I think in regards to this song, because uh, it is the first kind of weird off-the-wall song in, like, you know, whatever, um, I, I reiterate, it would not have been successful as successful any other time than the 90s. I think Crash Test Dummies are too honestly genuinely strange and not <laughs> like that manufactured strangeness like uh like a lady gaga no. who we're like oh lady gaga is weird but it's clearly like it's an art performance yes no but crash test dummies are just so genuinely odd like that the, it would be off-putting for people these days. You, but I think that the the moment that this album came out, people were ready for that because of how manufactured sure. and corporate and uh, squeaky clean, like production-wise, the 80s were. Where it was like the time of the A&R man who was coming in and just like, all we're here to do is sell records, so don't do any fucking weird shit. Make your music so we can make money. That's actually a fantastic point. And I think you're absolutely right. Is, yeah, the 90s were kind of a time where they were like, no, we're going to just do you our... You guys thought the 80s were weird? Well, here we here go. Here we go. We're just going to do our thing. And like you said, like, I don't think any of this is manufactured in any way. Like, it's just... No. Brad like, Roberts is just like, hey. He's just, just doing his thing. <laughs> on a, like, not even. He already knows he's going to be odd because of the way his voice sounds. Of I course. Mean, nobody sings. Okay, so you know how there are evil twins? Sure, sure. Well, sure. I think that Brad Roberts is the wholesome twin of Peter Steele. I, as soon as you started saying that, I was like, I, I know what he's going to say. He's like the yeah. other side of the coin of typo oh negative. Oh my God, he is. Yep. Wow. So you got typo negative that, who's singing about green man and yes. wanting to have sex with you while you're on your period. And then you've got crash test dummies who are just like, my body looks like a monkey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, this next one is a little, a little weird. Something. It's it's sexual. Yeah. Well, way to spoil it. Let's just. Oh, listen. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Track number five is called. <laughs> and if you couldn't tell from the title, it is sexual. Uh, swimming in your ocean. <laughs> that jam is. Uh, that's good though. <laughs> When I'm sampling from your bosom Sometimes I suffer <laughs> from distractions like Why does God cause things like tornadoes the fuck? And train wrecks Sunshine's well, I can get pretty sad, Jack. Hope you'll understand. When I kneel before your bounty, 
I'll turn it up. I think I know yeah, what you're thinking. There's a line that just yes. makes me laugh because of the R's. Oh, that. Um, so literally, it's a song about a man enjoying a woman, but thinking I think it, about. I think it's right here. Hold on. Fingers. Fingers. I wonder if my seed will find purchase in your the, soil. If my seed will find purchase. Your soil. <laughs> <laughs> this song makes me laugh so hard. Um, sorry, what were you saying? No, no, no. I was saying, like, again, like, when I was a teenager, weirdly, I didn't really delve into, like, what he's singing about. Hey, he's just getting distracted by shit while he's having sex with a lady. Literally. But then, he, but then he comes back and he's like... Well, no, I hope my seed will find purchase in your soil. In your soil. In your soil. <laughs> um, I just wow. love that floating aloft wow. on creams and scented, scented lotions. lotions. Right? <laughs> oh, man, wow. Brad. Do you think when he's making love to a lady, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, actually. Like Kool-Aid Man? He is Kool-Aid Man. Right there. Oh, my God. Let's move on. This song's weird. Oh my god, it's so it, weird. I need a shower. It sounds good. I love the little birdie beep. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. There's something about the the effect on that guitar though is yes. like so '93. It is. I would almost say like late '80s. Sonny. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do this because I gotta pee. Me too. Let's go to track number six. It's called "Here I Stand Before Me." Told me it was time for me to have my x-rays Of course I had many nightmares But the fatal day the room was dark And my skeleton was floating on the wall My voice trembles down inside me I'm trapped That little wuss Kirk just took off to go use the bathroom. He couldn't hold it for another 30 seconds, so I'm just weirdly speaking in a room by myself. And uh, everything that I have to say about this song, I wanted him to hear, so uh, maybe we just listen to it a little more.
Wow. Kirk, did you pee in the hallway? Oh, my God. Or did you sprint to the bathroom? Oh, my God. Did you go outside? I went outside. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. He was about to burst. I don't know. How much fluid does your bladder hold? I don't know. Let's look. Because uh, holy cow. I think I was about right there. That was uh, that was painful. Oh my God. Uh, 500, four, between 400 to 500 milliliters of urine, or about two cups. What? That's it? Before it reaches capacity. Though a healthy bladder can stretch and accommodate larger volumes of urine, it's important to urinate at regular intervals. <laughs> yeah. Song's over. Um, one thing that I think I, I was at like uh, three gallons. I don't know. Yeah. So um, anyway. I noticed with this song that it... Y- the band uses similar melody lines and intervals like between notes throughout the whole album but it's not trite it doesn't annoy me sure sure so sure, sure. like um there was a a word in here in this song where he goes someday which is very much like uh, being there yeah i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. like he's just very Similar songwriting yeah, yeah, throughout, yeah. Um, but you know what? I I think that sometimes you just you need an album with no surprises. Yeah, I could see that. Unless sure. it's Radiohead's album, ah, with, with no which has no it. surprises. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Kirk? Any notes on this song? Um, no, not this one. I don't know. Not that it's a bad song. I just didn't really have much on it. You know. Yeah. Wow, that's high quality podcasting. Bite me. Sorry, I've been listening to a lot of... I've been binging Smartless and uh, the guys bullshit bust each other's balls the whole time. Yeah, so. well, they're famous people that are doing that for a living. Mm, I wouldn't say they're doing it for a living, but they're not doing it for free. <sighs> no, they're not. Like <laughs> us? <laughs> God. All right, now it's my turn to pee. All right, so your turn. Should, yep, I, we'll, couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. Well, so. I'm a wuss. What? I called you a wuss. I couldn't. I was gonna pee my pants, Ugh. my shorts. All right. Bye. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt Foster, and I'm Trevor T. Trujillo, and we're the co-hosts of a podcast called The Nighthawks Podcast. You've never heard The Nighthawks? Oh, I've heard The Nighthawks. It's been brought to our attention by Kirk and Alan at the wonderful You've Never Heard This Podcast that the Nighthawks promos they run on their show are old. They're not new. They are not new. They are no spring chickens. No, they're not. They've been running a while. They've been around. That doesn't mean they're not working. I don't know what we're doing. No, no, not at all. But we certainly like to pretend. We try. If you love movies, then you'll love the Nighthawks podcast. It's like a book club, but for movies. And you can pick whether you do the homework or not. It won't change our conversation a bit if you don't. We hope that you'll join us talking about everything from Citizen Kane to Indiana Jones to Friday the 13th to Sunset Boulevard to the Bill and Ted trilogy. Aw, a little bit of everything, really. A little bit of everything. We have fun. We do. We have a good time. If we don't, they put leeches on us. So we hope that you will join us and enjoy our podcast. We can be found on just about every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Nice. You have no excuse not to find us. If you've never heard us, take this promo on You've Never Heard This as your mission. Your call to action. Your quest. Your raison d'etre. Check out the Nighthawks podcast. Enjoy. We're 
Sample from your fingers. <laughs> I kneel before your bounty. So, <laughs> so weird. Oh my gosh. He enjoys his lady. He's very nice. Oh man. He enjoys his I enjoy you. I hope my seed finds purchase. In your soil. <laughs> what a way to put it. I know. Um, what a weird guy. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, wait, did you just... Dude. <laughs> did your seed just find did purchase you, uh, in my you soil? You son of a... <laughs> oh. I could you go. better hope that doesn't germinate. <laughs> I could have gone, so yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's... Track number seven is called I Think I'll Disappear Now, which is how I feel after listening to Swimming in the Ocean. And his brother Dan, 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 Dan on bass. Yeah, just loving that bass throughout. Hell yeah! This is a weird song, but I like it. They're all weird songs. Are, yeah, I should stop saying that because they're, just saying, they're definitely all weird. The next one, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> How does a duck know? <laughs> oh my god! It's like the the first line of this song, running into you like this without warning, is like catching a sniff, sniff of, of tequila, tequila in the morning. morning. But I'll try. I'll try to keep my food down. That's quite an aftertaste <laughs> that you've left now that you're not around. That's a that's a that's a burn right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. Well, you can bet that I'll forget how it was then. All the drives to your farm for the weekend. But I've seen the swimsuit magazines and I've smelled tequila <laughs> first thing in the morning. I wonder if this Dang, is dude. about someone specific. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, let's let's go to this next Oh, song. I like this Track one. number eight. It's called How Does a Duck Know? Of this, and I 
tell his wife Molly and the ducks Cut a chicken's head off And it will keep on running And twitching When everything seems planned out Everything seems nicely planned out With human race Comes make your Come on my body parts So nicely fit together All mountains doing their jobs No help from me No A person pulls a spider's leg out Do what you keep on So, ruminations. So many ruminations. So you know what? You could take the the you could take the lyrics out of this song, which the lyrics are bonkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you could take the lyrics out of the song, and the song itself would still be weird. Yeah, just the weird like really overdriven guitars and well and because just, it's like just one chord piano hits like. But like that, like the earlier part is like kind of almost upbeat and kind of like, huh, and then and then yeah, and then the just that distorted guitar comes in out yeah. of nowhere. I don't know, it's so weird. Yep. And like this part where How it's like, how come I just smoke and smoke and smoke, smoke. and curse every yeah. butt I spit out? Yes. All night long, I grind my teeth and I wake up when I cough, dude. More body talk like he's, he's just not happy with himself no no he's not or maybe i wouldn't say not happy with himself i think he's just like really concerned and curious about okay sure i just love that line all my organs doing their jobs no help for me <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yes oh man uh, still great. again i will say i think his songwriting is pretty great Yes. I really think so. For how odd it is. How, it's odd. How, for how Canadian it is. <laughs> Canadians don't come at us. We love you. Or do. Bring it. Or do. Fine. Yeah. We love our Canadians. We do. Oh, we also love goodness. track number nine. It's called When I Go Out With Artists. If I 
The biggest thing I remember from this song as a teen, what year did this come out? 93. Oh yeah, so an early teen is, I was like, the fuck is Glenn Fittich and Glenn Livett? Oh, now yeah. I like now I know, but like scotch baby. My parents were not uh, big scotch drinkers, so yeah. <laughs> so the single the whole what was he what does he say the whole single malt family? Or yes, something? yeah, yeah, <laughs> something along those lines. So the one thing I've noticed throughout this album is there there are some very like I would call them signature harmonies. Okay, all of the harmonies on this album are very. Uh, the notes are close together. Okay. Um, and I only think of Crash Test Dummies when I think of harmonies like that. But it it's an identifier, too. You hear a song, even if Brad Roberts wasn't singing, if you took away his lead vocals and all you heard was the harmonies, you'd be like, oh, this is a Crash Test Dummies I see song. what you're saying. In the same way, and this is the weirdest connection between two bands I've ever made because they are not the same. Bad Religion. Oh, the same shit. Way. Same way. Wow. Okay. You took out Greg Graffin's vocals, yeah. you'd be like, this is a bad religion song. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. You know? Wow. I never thought in my no. life I would connect Crash Test Dummies <laughs> and Bad Religion, but here we are. The, well, they you did know, have, it's not the craziest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. They did have that compilation they did the other. Sorry, it was a joke. <laughs> was it? You don't remember the Bad Religion and the. No. Oh my gosh. That was nice try. It was a good try. Was it? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> well, you know who should, should have seen it coming? Who, Kirk? The psychic. Not me. Oh no, I've been drinking. <laughs> this is another uh, great track placement. Yeah, I like it's just actually this one. Like it's not the. It's like the least weird song. Yeah, it's just kind of a pretty little song. It is very yeah. pretty. 
Very pretty. Yeah. I like it. But I don't have much to say about it beyond that because it's just a pretty straightforward it, song. Yeah, it really you know? is. It's just he's talking about a woman that's a psychic. And, yeah. And, and I do, again, like, he is very good at, like, a lot of his lyrics are based around questions of, like, uh-huh. you know, you know, I... So this is what like, is it that makes me feel a little bit queasy? Well, literally, yes. And this is like, if you're a psychic, like, you know, what would you think if you could foresee a, you know, a, a you know, a massive event? And so yeah, very more straightforward than his other songs. But mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Except for this next song, it's pretty oh, straightforward too. But this is more fun. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So, and then you know what that sound means. <sighs> so stupid. Penultimate track. But you've been doing it too long to stop now, Kurt. Right, I guess. So, two... Track, num- track number 11 is called... Two Knights and Maidens. this song it's a good one got some creepy maidens though i fucking again i think of this from the context of a very creative early teens kirk like this falls right in my wheelhouse of you, like oh go for it no no no. i was just gonna say just the story of like i'm sure i was just like mm, I, like i could just visualize these two maidens that are gonna have their revenge on these knights you know do you remember the 90s CD compilation, Pure Moods? That sounds familiar. It was but... all like new age kind of music. So for example, for some reason, Crockett's theme from Miami Vice was on there. But like uh, the uh, X-Files theme. Yeah, no, um, okay. This is ringing a bell. This sounds like it could be on that. This is honestly. ringing a bell, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, off mic, I'll play you some songs from Pure Moods and you'll know, or I'll show you the commercial and you'll know exactly what that I'm talking about. That sounds so familiar, yeah. Yep. Just Again, like we said last episode, I do, and I also love songs that tell a story. So. Yes, yep. So this next song, 
the final track of the album. It's instrumental. It's instrumental. It's just Brad on the piano. No, it's Ellen Reed on the piano. I thought I read that it was Brad. Was it Brad? I just assumed it was Ellen because she's their pianist. (laughs) You said pianist. Get out of here, jeez. Did you just say jeez? Jeez, gal. Gal. I thought it was Brad. It could be. Just play the damn song. It's called Untitled. (laughs) Yes, it is. And it's a minute and a half of this. Yes. Which is very pretty. Do you shut up? Pretty much this. Um, you're right. It was Brad Roberts on piano. My bad. Wait, what did you? Wait, no, no, no. What did you just say? You were right. What'd you say? You were right. Um, this music. Or it I sounds love like, you, Alan. I love you. I love you too. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me of like anime music. Yeah, I could see that. Like, like sure. fucking Final Fantasy or your your <laughs> name or some shit. Yeah, like that. I like, could see it's that. Like the the uh, the young lady anime protagonist. It's like. Yes. Oh my don't, God. don't go. <laughs> I, I have to go. What? No. Huh? So it's okay. What? Huh? Sure. I have to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Final thoughts. Underrated masterpiece. Weird as shit, and I love it. So, I will so emphatically agree, because again, this was one that I hadn't listened to in a while until like i don't know maybe a year or two ago when you first mentioned it because i thought it was one of those i thought i was gonna listen to again and be like oh yeah ooh, this doesn't you know it doesn't hold up it's silly but no it's silly in the best way yeah and i don't even know if silly is the right word no it is silly it's I don't know. It's I think silly is a great word for it. That's fine. I think it's fan fucking tastic. It's an it's amazing such album. a good. It's such a good album. Yeah, I enjoy every minute of it. I really do. Just I would say the same way I did when I first listened to it at like twelve or thirteen when yeah. it came out. So yeah, sweet. Yeah. What song do we put on the uh, the old playlist there? We can do yours. Yeah. Afternoons and coffee yeah. spoons. Fuck yeah! Great. That's a good one. Let's do it. That's a good, if you've never heard, who's never heard though? A lot of people. You think so? Maybe yeah. now at this point? For sure. That mm, is kind of falling out of the zeitgeist. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about that song, uh, Afternoons and Coffee Spoons. No, um, no, no. Oh, no. I meant the band That's that what I get itself. for interrupting you. No, that's okay. I'm just saying the band itself. I think everybody knows. You think so? Yeah, yeah. But even at this point, I Maybe. don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm gotta down. It's got Afternoons and Coffee Spoons. I'm down. Let's do it. All right, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, I think, the latest we've ever recorded. I think so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. N- night, y'all. Mm.